and welcome to the Reality Blows podcast. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brick Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this show, Ashley's going to talk about her sweet, sweet vacation <laughs> that she went on without me. Nick is upset. Ah, Ashley just got home today. She was in Cancun for like today. A week. I just got home an hour ago. Yeah, like an hour ago. Um, and we've already been to the grocery store. No, we haven't gone to Target. Uh, but you know, there's probably a visit coming up shortly. I went to Cancun. You well, did. I went to Mexico. I went around Cancun. Yeah, yeah. And um, and you and you went um without me. Yeah, Nick is really hung up on well, this. You know that we're travel buddies. Our 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 uh, listeners to this show, the Blowhards, they know we're travel buddies. They they were on our last vacation. If you haven't heard the vacation app a few episodes ago, go check that out. Me and Ashley took an epic vacation to Washington State. We were hiking in Olympic National Park. We were on Lake Crescent, glacial mountains. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was well, incredible. Lakes. Whatever. <laughs> I don't remember it anymore. It's a faint memory ever since you fucking went to Mexico without me. I went on a girl's trip. Girl's me, and, trip. me and my ladies. Me and my ladies. Um, five gals. We planned it way before our Washington trip. I babe. know nothing about that. Way before. That was very sneaky of you. You did this. Oh, All of a God. sudden, I woke up and you were gone. I had so much fun we left on the fourth we just got back on the eighth you left on the fourth of july you went out of the country on the fourth of july i did that i did wow i did i bet you got a lot of real stink guys in the old airport from those patriots at tsa actually there were so many old american couples going out um to cancun I was shocked. Yeah. Low, and low also, prices, I assume. Yeah, low prices. Also, um, our resort, we stayed in a resort. I've never done that before. Heaven, hello, people. If you've never stayed in a resort before, you got to do it. Uh, you've stayed in Disney World resorts. That's different, babe. Uh, is it? Or is it the best thing ever? <laughs> Nothing will ever live up to it. Even this dumb Mexico trip. You don't mean that. Well, I'm Take a little it jealous. back. No, not yet. You need to go on a boys trip. No. Yeah. Go. I would never betray you like that. Oh my God. Get some friends and go on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> you left me and Lily all alone. You guys, I left Nick and Lily all alone. And by day two, I was getting texts from Nick like, I don't know, Lily. Lily's acting weird. She's kind of taking over the place. Yeah, Lily's <laughs> our cat, by the way, if there's a new listener. I don't know if you thought it was like my crazy aunt or uh, something. Apparently, while I was gone, Lily started bossing Nick around. Seriously bossing me around. She was biting my feet. She, you know, she just wouldn't stop. I don't believe she bit your feet. She did. She no, attacked she's my feet. Not a she feet attacked biter. my feet for like, you know, she used to do that. I don't remember that. When we first got her ass in here, <laughs> that freeloader. And then as soon as you left, she started trying to run the place. Yeah. I felt like we were in jail or well, something. Well, I am in charge. Foreshadowing. That just really uh, foreshadowing to the show we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am in charge of the house and me going away, I think, proved that. So yeah. just admit it now on the record. Yeah, all right. I admit it. Okay. So I went to Cancun. I had the time of my life. Um, I mean, you know, waves, pools, drinks by the pool, you know. Shrimp tacos every day. <laughs> shrimp tacos for breakfast. Shrimp tacos for lunch. Shrimp tacos for dinner. We I swam in like pools and in caves, underground pools and caves. Um, just had a real witchy time with ladies. We went into the town. We went on adventures. Hold up. What's uh, that? What? Why? You slipped the word witchy in there. Yeah, I, it got witchy. In what way? We just channeled the spirit of magic and some of our nature ceremonies. Oh, uh, man. I knew I felt something <laughs> weird blowing in when you fucking came back from Mexico. You brought back 
Diablo. We held hands and said our hopes and dreams. That's it. That's scary. Oh, my God. That's scary to do in a foreign land. I had so much fun. I can't wait to go back. You well, know what? The, the girls were going to do this every month. We've decided we're what? going away. We're going away for one to two weeks every month. <laughs> oh, just the nice. gals. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty nice, huh? What? You know, um, most of your trip sounded great, sounded wonderful. But one thing brought a smile to my face, and that's when you called me today from the airport in Mexico, and you told me what, Ashley? I told you that our flight was delayed. I, I first told you that the airport was on lockdown, and then yeah. I realized that was, that was the wrong that was language to scary. use. Yeah, yeah. And that instead. The, um, the everything was like what did I say? Everything was frozen or um, uh, I don't know at a standstill. Standstill. The mm-hmm. the airport was at a standstill. Um, I I, I kind of want to work up to the big reveal. Are you uh, okay with that, guys? We don't have a good track record with big reveals <laughs> in this podcast. Okay? Listen, I love a meandering story. Okay, <laughs> my stories take too long, but I'll just paint the picture for the viewer. So um, we. Yeah, what's up, Nick? Listener, it's okay. Oh my god, <laughs> you're painting pictures. You're talking about viewers. I feel like you've forgotten what we do here. I don't know who I am or what I stand for. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go back to Mexico. Um, as soon as I walked in the door, I was like, "Oh, it feels so good to be home. I missed you." And Nick was like, "We got to record a pod. Yeah, get, get in the pod room." business baby we missed we only did one episode last week because um champs versus stars ended which we usually uh, record a recap on tuesday and release on wednesday but you know what that means you know what's coming up this week um the challenge not only not only the season premiere of the challenge but the season premiere of floribama floribama yeah but before i get sidetracked on talking about reality television let me tell you about what happens when the bubba gump shrimp comp sign catches on fire (laughs) wait say that again cancun airport so wait a minute you're trying to tell me that the bubba gump shrimp company let me just tell you went ablaze (laughs) in 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 mexico's airport let me just tell you that that thing not only did it catch on fire and burn I mean, most of the restaurant. I'll put a. I'll I'll put the picture on our um, Twitter feed. Reality blows pod, so you can see the damage that this fire did. Wow! But it stalled every flight going out. So. First off, I was traveling with some friends who I will say we were taking a, a shuttle to the airport. We had ordered a, a taxi to the airport. And I will say that these friends are a little bit more um, time conscious than me. Okay. Yeah. So, so they were like worried about getting to the airport on time. Did I make us a little late? Oh, yes, but not too late. But What did you do to these poor people? I, well, huh? I, well, I mean, it, it, I, it's, uh, when you do that to me, I can't really complain. I do. Yeah, but I can't it. really complain. But you can't do that to just just friends. You can't you can't give them the old Ashley one two three four five six seven eight nine ten where you won't leave the uh, uh, place that your 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 bag is in because you're afraid that uh, you may have locked a uh, a, a hair tie. Where are you behind going the with this? I'm where just saying, don't let your OCD uh, uh, flare ups uh, get in the way of what what seemed like a beautiful trip. It was an amazing trip. I woke up early to watch the sunrise on the beach, and then I went on a nature trail bike ride okay so i wanted to go on a nature trail bike ride before our breakfast did i get lost on that trail ride yes did it Mm. make me late to breakfast yes did that push us about 10 minutes late in the taxi yes but we were leaving three hours before our flight so we thought we were good so we get to the airport and um we're kind of like a little panicked you know we're still we're still early by most people's standards but this is an international flight so we're concerned you know we get there at 10 a.m our flight's at 12 30 
we, we try and check in at the kiosk. It freezes. It tells us that we can't check in. Someone comes over and interviewing us, asking us about our stay, kind of looking in our eyes, seeing if we're lying, you know, sends us to the front desk. We get to the front desk. We're, we're checking at, in at the front desk, and all of a sudden, an alarm goes off. Uh, real loud, real loud alarm throughout the entire airport. Uh, me and Joe freeze. We stare at each other. The lights are blinking. No one cares. No one does anything. The people who are working there don't care. And so we're like, oh, well, this must just be like a, a regular routine thing at the Cancun airport. No big deal. So we start walking. We meet up with our friend Aparna, who's checking in for a different um, airline. And we start walking to security. And then the alarm goes off again. And Aparna's like, yeah, it's weird. I don't know what's happening. So it's like a, 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 a definite an alarm with lights flashing all over the place. But everyone who's working at the airport is just like, whatever, we don't care. So we get in line at um, security, and we, it's, we're, we're so close. We're about six families away from walking through the metal detector when all of a sudden the alarm starts flashing and beeping, and then we see a gate lock start moving forward that's locking us into the security area like uh, uh -oh. yeah a gate is going and people are like freaking out and pulling out their phones now everybody's paying attention as soon as the gate starts locking people out so they're everybody's recording it with their phones and um people who work at the at the airport are running past us frenzied running past us and uh we're kind of just like locked in this room this security room and we're like what the fuck is going on meanwhile no one will tell us a thing okay no one's saying anything people are running past us and we're like excuse me ma'am uh and they're not not no time of day for us you know so we're sitting there we're sitting there we're sitting there you know Joe's starting to get frustrated. She's starting to get, uh, ner we're nervous we're going to miss our flight. And so she's just asking everybody what's going on. Finally, she comes across a nice European family, and they tell us that they were sitting under the Bubba Gump Shrimp Cump sign when it burst <laughs> into flames, <laughs> and that they got um, they got moved quick quickly to this security area and trapped in it like us with the gates down. Um, and so now we know what's going on the Bubba Gump shrimp comp sign is ablaze and no one can put it out apparently so um we sit in the security for about an hour and then they let us in finally they let us in uh they don't pull the gate back we kind of have to like do this little like walk around and we get to the airport and our gate that we're flying out of is c26 and you we, guys are you're flying Bubba Gump shrimp company airlines right that's right uh we're <laughs> flying a big shrimp right back to america <laughs> So wait a minute. Okay, so do you see the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company? It, it, do you see it? Do you know what kind of damage has been done? When we walk into the airport proper through security, it is packed with people and also the fog of burnt plastic. Mm. The whole place smells so bad. God, those souvenirs. And we are roped off. We can't get to our gate. We can't get to our whole, that whole wing of the airport is cut off. So this thing burnt, this thing burnt down. It didn't burn down, but it, it took, it took major league damage. I mean, most of the shrimp has probably been burned <laughs> up, right? The shrimp was that there's popcorn yeah. shrimp all over the place. Popcorn shrimp burnt. <laughs> yeah. Popcorn shrimp had burst into flame. Jumbo shrimp. Um, and shrimp cocktail. Here, I'm just going to show Nick a quick pick so he can kind of get an idea. You see that ceiling? My Lord. <laughs> Holy Shit, the damage that happened. 
near this Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. So that's you can see where the sign was that burst into flames. Is and gone. whose suit is that? Is that Forrest Gump's suit that he that he was in when he was sitting on the park bench talking I, about chocolate oh that they have God. behind glass? Right I there? don't know whose suit that is, but I do. I, we talked to mo- so the ceiling's not supposed to be black. You get that right? Like I get those, that. Okay, okay. That's a uh, you that's know that's why flames. I reacted. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I can't wow. tell with you. We talked to multiple families throughout this time in the airport. Of course, we were you guys, were, a, you, you guys we were, were interviewing people. Yeah, we were there for a few hours. You guys figured you could sell this story to This American Life, I assume? Everyone who we talked to who was at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Cup when it happened. Yeah, we talked to multiple people who were eating at Bubba Gump Shrimp Cup when oh the sign burst it's the best. Place. That's the best Bubba Gump Shrimp Company <laughs> in Mexico. Multiple people were like, yeah, it was it was weird. Like people were running, but no one was saying anything. And then we looked up and like there was like 10 feet of flames that the sign was Mm. um, had Mm, burst mm, into. mm. So everyone who was at the restaurant really had to fend for themselves. Shrimp gumbo. mm -hmm. Are you going to do the little thing? Yeah, well, that's, you know. So then we get to, uh, so then we get corralled to another gate where at this point people are freaking out like it's the apocalypse and they're like handing out water bottles and granola bars, water bottles and granola bars. And um, then we get this message. We're there for like an hour. JetBlue's trying to tell us stuff, but they were like, honestly, we don't know what's going on. No one has any idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then we get a message. They're like, okay, go to C- C26 now. Go to gate C26 now. So now we're like hustling to gate C26. And it's completely, that whole thing is still roped off. And there's a guy behind it with a bullhorn. And he's like, I know your airline's telling you guys to go to these uh, these <laughs> gates, but the police here are telling us you can't go through because there's like security guard. He's like, I don't know why they won't let you through. And it was it was mayhem and then um then we see people who we knew were on our flight because we had made friends and they had somehow gotten beyond the barrier and so we're like trying to figure out how they got behind the barrier and they're going to the gate and um this older woman was like uh they're only letting people who are going to new york behind the, the barrier they're only letting people who are going to new york um multiple flights though by the way were tr- needed to get behind this barrier huh. and so i'm trying to get the attention of the man so that he can look at our ticket and let us through he is ignoring me i felt like, he the was ugly... like these people aren't going to new york yeah no I, way i felt like an unattractive lady at a bar hey hey the 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 flights to montana stay on the other side of this rope ma'am and then this grandmother's like these two women need to go to new york and he paid attention to her and then he let us through because of the grandma they're going going to Broadway. The show must go on. <laughs> and they have to they have to get out of their shifts at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company that's in New York, in Times Square. They have to report back. And so we ran to C26. We got there. Then we had to get on a freaking bus. Then the bu- then we were on, a, on our plane. As a matter of fact, Bubba Gump Shrimp Co. is on Broadway. So there you go. We were on your a, story matches up. We were on the plane for like an hour and immigration came on and they were like, okay, somebody didn't turn in their immigration card, guys. So it was just a very... Then we had to wait for the, whoever had not turned in their card to turn in their card. It was an exciting adventure. Yeah. It sounds I made miserable. It back. I made it back. It wouldn't be as exciting if that was like an Applebee's. Oh, I, my God. No. God, no. No. It felt like a metaphor. Yeah. Bubblegum Shrimp Cup burst into flames in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and yet, it's, it stands. It still stands. It's st- It still pushes on. I bet people are eating there right now. I bet you somebody's eating there not realizing that that's uh, a themed restaurant from the movie Forrest Gump. I bet you a couple people eat there uh, a day not knowing 
what why they're there. I'm not going to say which one of my friends, but on this trip, one of my friends asked me if the restaurant was before the movie. Yeah, they based <laughs> well, actually they based Forrest Gump around. That's the, what I the, said. The, I, was the like, restaurant. I was like, well, Forrest Gump is a true story yeah. about the founder of the Bubba Gump Shrimp yeah. Camp. Um, um, well, Ashley, I'm glad that you made it out of that uh, uh, horrific, horrific scene. But uh, and I hope it didn't sully uh, that trip. Uh, for you and um you know un- unfortunately i'm not going to look at any of the pictures you want me to look at because i'm jealous that you went on a trip without me oh my god so I, that's it i i don't i'm definitely going to hold you down and force you to look at these pictures but i also want to say the ordeal at the airport would have been annoying frustrating etc if it had not been the bubba gump shrimp cup sign i was so excited that that sign burst into <laughs> flames and that it caused so much mayhem and i was excited about telling you about it i was yeah. excited about taking pictures of it seeing if it's trending on twitter hey, it's listen, not yet but I, it will be i think it was worth it hey we got 15 minutes of a podcast out of it so oh my I, you God. know what i say more power to it burn 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 yeah. burn burn yeah but uh everybody you should go to cancun mexico oh so you're saying cancun's nice yeah playa yeah playa del <laughs> there you go playa del cancun i don't guys. even actually know which that's the one we you want to go to um well i'll tell you what let's take a break right here when we okay. come back we're going to talk about two fantastic television shows. I can't think. wait. I think we may talk about one. Who knows? Whatever happens at just the end of this break, in. guys, you just got to roll with us. I've been on vacation, y'all. And we're back. What why are you, you laughing at? Why are you at? insisting on bringing us back? I want to bring have us anything, back. You don't have anything I have else something to say. To say. Okay, I want to do it. And we're back. I'm excited for this portion. Oh shit! Of the are we pod. back? Nick, Ashley, Ashley didn't oh tell. Ashley God. didn't let me know we were back. I was uh, making coffee in the in the uh, break room. Get them, Lily. Get them. Get those feet. Get those fat feet. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> My feet have gotten fat. Um. So I'm excited for this portion of the podcast because guess what, listeners? Uh, Nick and I started a show together, and then I went on vacation, and he watched the whole freaking show without me, breaking cardinal rule number one in a relationship. <laughs> we start a show together. We finish a show together. Nick, what oh, do you have to say for yourself? I thought cardinal rule in, in our relationship was don't have wonderful experiences without <laughs> the other person. Cancun. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I'm telling you, get no. some guy friends and go on a guy trip. I refuse to get a friend. <laughs> So basically what happened was, well, Ashley was packing um, to leave for this wonderful trip. Um, I was th- I threw on something on Hulu. I, it looked interesting to me, and it just gave it a shot. And then Ashley noticed what I was watching, and she came in and watched the entire first episode with me. And that show is called 60 Days In. It is a reality television show. You can watch the first three seasons on Hulu. If you have the A&E app, you can watch the first four seasons. If you've never seen this show before, here's what it is. A bunch of people decide to go to jail for two months that's the show there's a little bit more to that than that babe come on honestly they may they pretend as if there's more to this show but what it is is big brother if instead of the big brother house it was four normal regular old people (laughs) who have not committed a crime and 55 inmates 
in a county jail. Now, the way it was sold to me was like, this is one of the worst jails in the country. And we need to figure out why it's so bad, why there's so much crime happening here. So we're going to send people in undercover. And that's what the show is going to be about. So it's like a policeman. It's in Indiana, the jail. It's Clark County Jail. It's uh, Jeffersonville, Indiana. Mm. And uh, a sheriff took over a jail, Clark County Jail, a couple of years ago. Because the uh, previous sheriff uh, had let the jail sort of get run down. Uh, it wasn't working very well. There was more crime than usual. Um, people were uh, reporting really bad things happening in this jail. And it's just the conditions were bad. So what this sheriff decided to do was look for a program in which he could get spies in his jail to be inmates and then report back to him after a certain amount of time to give him notes on how he can make this jail a better jail. So we got a Marine, we got a policewoman, we got a teacher, we have a housewife, we have a security guard. Security guard. And they're all going to different parts of the jail. They're undercover. And the inmates have been sold this story that um, they're doing a documentary about first-timers, about first-time people going to jail for the first time. So they've put cameras all throughout this jail and um ashley is uh, partially right with the people some of these people are put into the same jail they do not know going in that there are a couple other people in their pods as they call them sort of the dorms area they're split into many different pods and dorms in the jail they don't know that other people participating in this quote-unquote program that's what they call it participating in the program not i'm on this a and e tv show they don't realize that there are a couple other people in there um, and, uh, so these people, uh, uh, can get out whenever they want. I mean, it's not just like, Hey, let me out of here. And then a bunch of people run in. There's some certain signals on the first season. It was put a, uh, towel around your neck and pace, uh, uh make circles around the main area, the rec room area. And, uh, say if you're asked by a producer or into a camera, just say, boy, I really miss good coffee. Those were the keywords, and if you heard that, then the producers would alert the people at the jail, and then they'd try to get you away for an interview, see if you're okay. If you're not, they'd try to get you out that night if they could. Now, it made it a little tough because the sheriff only let two other people in the entire jail know about this program. That's what makes this interesting. The guards don't know that there are civilians participating in this program. The guards think you're a jail, a person in jail. A criminal. A, 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 well, soon to be criminal. A lot of these people haven't seen a, 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 a court yet. Okay. So, like, these are uh, not necessarily criminals. They're being accused of crimes. Right. Maybe nefarious figures. Oh, a, a few of them, coming sure. Coming in under the cloak of darkness. And, and, you know, maybe some people that were wrongly accused of something and are, are put, doing time that they don't deserve. I mean, there was a lot. What's interesting to me about this show, Ash, is at first you get to know these uh, people who are, in, who are uh, opting to go into jail, and you're like, oh, boy, th- these are going to be interesting. But because it's a full season of a television show and a lot of these people uh, in these pods, in these jail cells, are in there for like a year, six months, they're also cast in this weird reality show, uh, this Big Brother type show in which uh, you you get to meet a whole bunch of other cast of characters in this thing. Like uh, in the first season and actually um, a little longer, there's a guy named Ricky who's been cheeking his meds. 
uh, which means... What does that mean? Well, that's when you go to get your medication that you're prescribed. Oh, you keep it in your cheek. Keep it in your cheek and you, and you, and you trade it for other things oh. or you snort it and use it later. And so he was on antipsychotics and he was cheeking his meds so he could get cookies and stuff like that from the commissary making trades. And he started to lose his mind. And in the first season, he attacked one of the participants in the program. <gasps> Nick. Oh my God! Okay, out of so nowhere, guys... he thought that he, he he said that the TV was telling him that this guy was a child molester and that he needs to be dealt with. And then uh, everybody else in the pod, the people who are not participating in the show, were looking at this guy named Ricky and being like, "Ricky, you're kind of losing your mind, man. Don't hit that guy. He's doesn't deserve it. He's new. Like he's never been here before. Like that's basically it. Uh, you, these these inmates smell that you're a first timer, and it could go either way. They know something is up. Now I was very excited about this show and watching it with Nick. And um, on my second day in Cancun, I started getting texts from Nick being like, "Oh my God, you don't never believe what's happening on sixty days in. Oh my God, I would thrive in a women's prison. Oh my. <laughs> well, there God. are female participants in the program and. And they go to a female wing and uh, the male wings and the female wings of prison are a lot of similarities, but there are a lot of differences in the dynamic that goes on in there. I think that I would thrive in the female wing if I was my same personality and me, but just, you know, classified as a female in prison. Now, why do you think that? Because the female wing. Yeah, I would say. You know, especially in this first season. Yeah. You of compared it to in, the real world in a text. It's kind of like the real world. How? It's actually Bad Girls Club. And oh. That's, and that's sort of sad. Interesting. But it's, it's, I mean, arguments and everything. I mean, those people and those women in Bad Girls Club, they're basically locked in a house with, you know, seven other women. And they can't really do anything. I mean, they can go outside. They can eat food. But, I mean, all they have, there's no TV. There's no um, uh, contact to the outside world except, I believe, maybe you could email uh, in a— uh, You got a pool. Right. There's a pool. There's which alcohol. Is, and there's alcohol, which fuels things. But um, there's a lot of drug use in these jails, and that fuels things as well. So, I mean, really, there was not, as far as the first season is concerned of this show. Yeah. Um. There was not much more than that. I mean, there was some fighting, some it got physical, as it does quite a bit in the Bad Girls Club. The fights were a little more structured than the Bad Girls Club fights are. How so? Uh, I would say in the Bad Girls Club, uh, you know, a lot of like things to pull off of a wall and beat you with. Yeah. You know, there's not much in these jails. So it was, it's much more like we're going to settle this go into this cell and we're just going to punch each other until one of us falls on the ground, you know, where there's not much structure like that in a, in a reality television show fight. That's not, you know, 60 days in. Well, it's more for the cameras, a reality show fight, right. a jail fights more for no, social the, structure. Oh, respect and, and losing it or gaining it. And who and, did and any of our participants scores. get in a fist fight? Um, that first season, that guy got assaulted. Wait a minute. Did you finish the whole season? I finished the first season, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was 14 episodes, including the reunion and the where are they now. Oh, sure. my God. Well, but here's the thing. like, So there's a multiple season. So I, I finished that first season, and then I, I actually started watching the second <gasps> season. You dog. And I finished the second season. Nick. And I started watching the third season. You better stop. And I'm three quarters of the way through the third season are you kidding is this all you've been doing since actually been i gone? feel like i've been fucking in jail <laughs> i'm not fucking in jail <laughs> but in, 
<laughs> in fucking jail. Me and Lily, bunkies in the same pod. So this whole Lily biting your feet She thing. was testing me. I had to square up with her. And now she's giving me her cinnamon buns for the next week. Mm. So I have questions then. I have questions. Mm-hmm. Can I guess who? Ask me anything. As you know, I talked about cheeking medication. I know <laughs> I know all of it. So the person who was accused of being a child molester, was that the security guard? That was Jeff, the security guard, who wow. got punched in the face as a security guard. He was pretty sad. It was pretty sad. That guy, his whole thing is he dropped out of high school because he was bullied. And oh. then immediately he was like felt that high school. Because what happens is this turns into like basically what what you would consider like like the bad high school like right. that that's what this is i yeah. mean I, I had seen jails you know little videos of jails and stuff but this show is incredible because i mean it really if you're about to go by the way if anybody i'm talking to right now is about to go to jail for any any amount of time uh, a county jail watch 60 days in as much as you can of it it really prepares you for jail. Now, after watching this first season, okay, I had decided that, that you wanted to go to jail. I would like to go to. <laughs> I would now like to go to jail for. for Baby, tr- you are try to too to jail. sensitive for jail. No, I'm telling you. Here's what's amazing about it. It's like what they do in this show. They give you an alias. They basically give you a character to play. Yeah, and you also have an out. So like if you feel like things are you're failing at this and a lot of people do in these shows, yeah. most of these seasons, you know, people will leave after the first couple of days. Um, You can get out. But until then, it is like you're playing like the deepest like Dungeons and Dragons. Like Why you're not like, just play Dungeons and Dragons? Because it ain't real, dog. It ain't real. And it ain't jail. I don't want to talk. I don't want to say like I use my wizard spell to I want to be like. The guy who's trading his trays, trying to get trading up in trays. trying to get up in the social hierarchy. Hierarchy. So what happens is in this show, bef- the first episode, uh, these uh, the 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 corporal and the sergeant get the participants ready. They tell them what to expect, and they also ask them to uh, the reason that they're doing this. Let's not forget is we're trying to make improvements. So tell, look around, let us know. And on each of these seasons, you'll get one or two guys who are like usually a Marine. Yeah. Um, who really do this well. Yeah. They really acclimate. All of a sudden, they, they start getting social structure. Yeah. And, or social status. Yeah. Uh, the guys, all of a sudden, the pod boss will start liking this guy. Which the is, pod boss? Pod boss is somebody <laughs> who has been to jail the most or the toughest guy in yeah. your jail. And he keeps the order in there, but he also is the de facto Interesting. guy. So, are you saying like a group of, of humans in prison? Sixty, if it's the men, it's like sixty. A, in a, a group pod. of a group of men in jail mm-hmm. are going to naturally create a hierarchy that represent that. No, don't interrupt me. That mirrors. <laughs> I didn't even have the mic here. <laughs> that mirrors the military in a way that someone who is um, fluent in military could thrive. I think you've you've been deployed in Afghanistan yeah. for two years or whatever. I think that two months in jail, county jail, you can you probably have the best preparation that you can bes- without actually having experience behind bars. So how did our first Marine do? That guy, he was, incre- I liked him. He was incredible. That, I liked this him guy a lot. Zach was incredible. I mean, he got made friends with a bunch of people. I mean, he got in. What basically these guys will do is try to get themselves in a position to where they're brought 
into a cell because in this first season and the second season, it's in this jail where like a lot of it's overcrowded. So you can get a bunk. There's a lot of bunks like in the cafeteria area. But like the guys who've been there for a while well, they, you don't get assigned bunks. So like you have to sort of just take so just an like er- sleeping in the cafeteria. Yeah, And you have to take what's you just if one's open, you take it. But like if you want to be inside of the cells where you have a little bit of privacy, but you have three other guys in there. Yeah. Two bunk beds in a cell. You can do a lot more stuff so you can kind of hang out. And But those guys basically invite you if there's an open thing. So somebody uh, will come up. This guy, Zach, was invited real quick to uh, go back there. And then now he wants to be a DEA guy. He wants to work in law enforcement. He's seeing how the he's seeing them. Oh, he knows he can smell drugs when he's out in the in the cafeteria, but he doesn't know what's happening. Now he's in the cell. He's seeing the drug use. People are telling them how they're getting smuggling the drugs in. So they're doing a lot of sort of investigating, you know, undercover work, basically. Isn't this guy ruining his DA career, though? Because well, he's on a reality show. Well, Everyone's going to no, know his face. Because it's it's a uh, well, maybe if he wanted. Yes. In a way, if he wanted to be an undercover like guy for narcotics or something. But that was just he wants to be in law enforcement. A lot of these people are like, this is going to look really good. I want to be a police officer. I want to do this. This is going to look good. Is I'm it that be hard only- to be a police officer that no, you, you um, have to? No, it's not really a police officer. I think you're nitpicking what I'm saying here. It's it's more like I want to be a detective. Okay. I, I, I'm a criminal justice student. That was something in the second season. This kid from Detroit was a criminal justice student. He was in college. He wants to work in the criminal system. He wants to get a better idea. He wants to fix it. He wants to get a better idea what it's like. You know, there was a defense attorney who wanted to know all these people that he's trying to keep out how to best defend these guys when they're in. You know, there's a lot of that stuff. It's a lot of career building. Then you'll get a couple in the season, you'll get a couple of people. My dad was in prison. I want for my entire <laughs> life. I want to know what he went through. I'm sorry. When you said my dad was in prison, I just I saw your dad in prison. And it, <laughs> my dad would probably thrive. I feel in like prison. he would do great. I, would, I just saw a picture of him hanging out in my would, mind. He would he would hate the idea of it, but I think he'd like hanging yeah, out he, with all those he'd guys. Friend. He'd be cool. He'd be and fine. then uh, you know, uh my daughter is in jail. Like I want to see what my daughter has been going through. Stuff like that. A lot of them trying to connect to a relative that has gone through this process. So my yes. question, yes, Ashley. My question about the Marine is what happened to him? So he got in there and he then thrives what? and that's it. They just he didn't he didn't leave and then eventually he they do a debriefing, which is like the final few episodes when they start extracting these participants that are still in there and then they they bring them to a hotel room, give them twenty four hours to kind of recuperate. Then they go and debrief with the people, let them know all the things that they saw. Here's the thing though. The de- the debriefing by the time the you know you forget that this is what they care about yeah in the first season they do they talk about it a lot more yeah but by the time they're debriefing you have just watched thirteen hours of these people dealing with the most wild shit behind bars yeah and then at the end they give them four minutes to being like i really think you should have assigned bunks it's hard to get in there when you that's and then the cops like write it down they're like that's really good thank you or they smuggle drugs through the trays. The trustees give them the drugs through the laundry. And they're like, great. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's like stuff that and it's like, oh, it turns out that the 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 way that they're getting all the pills is that the prisoners, the uh, um, the prisoners that we give special privileges to who make the food and do the laundry have been sneaking them in through the laundry. And you're like, I'm pretty sure you probably like I could have told you that's probably the first thing that. Right. And, you know, so 
I don't know. At the end, you're kind of like, oh, I guess it really helped. Now, after two seasons of watching from this particular jail, the second season was that same jail, they did get body sensors. Like, they did do assigned bunks. Oh. Like, you saw, and what they had done was they did two months when they realized they had a hit on their hands after the first month, they set in a second wave, which was essentially season two of this show. Interesting. So you're seeing about <clears throat> six months worth of people being in these prisons. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of, and what's great about it is season two, all your favorite cast members are there. Ricky, the guy who's been cheeking his meds is still there. <laughs> um, Daffron, the pod guy, uh, the, the, po- the pod boss who scares the shit out of everybody is there. And you're like, oh, season two, my friends are back. <laughs> like, cause they're really, I, I mean, it's shitty to talk about. These are people in jail and the, the system is fucked up. These guys who are like lifer guys. Yeah have a relaxation about them that allows them to have fun and like be do whatever the fuck they want. a lot of want. personality. Eh? You get a lot of personality. The problem is the people who are participants, you don't get any personality because they're playing a part, number one, and they're scared fucking shitless. Yeah. So it's like, you don't get like the, the you know, there was this guy, uh, DeAndre in like the first thing who, he was like a barrel of laughs, like really having a good time and, Wait, was he a prisoner? No, I don't remember him. No, he was a guy. He was a part. Wasn't a participant. He was not. No, a participant. but he was just in the male jail yeah. over in Jeffersonville or whatever. And and he just was a. It was like when I saw that he was back in the second season, they threw him in the C pod again, and yeah. he was in there. I was like, oh shit, I love this guy. And then Ricky, the guy who was cheeking his medication, who beat up a hit a guy, a participant in the first season, he came back. He started having crazy thoughts again, and uh, he almost beat up one of the participants in the second season. Oh my god! It it like came back, and it was like oh shit this is a fun runner like, so what know. happened after the guy got punched in the face he left immediately oh really yep he didn't want no part of it so he was only there for a couple of days he was there for like yeah a week i mean he was he was he they chewed him out at the end of it because he was giving up all of his food like he was basically acting pretty weak in there and he Aww. and they kind of told him like because he was getting defensive kind of like being like no i feel like i was making friends and like i was scared so i was giving up food and like the sergeant was like nah man it's the opposite He's like, you can't give your food up. You just, it, you're, you're becoming more of a As soon as you give up your food, no one yeah. wants to be your friend. Yeah. Well, it just makes you weak, and then they're always going to ask you for your food. Now, in season two, a guy got so into this that he started running a store. What? He was like another military guy. Yes. He, because he was like, I hate the food here. I'm, I'm just going to sell all my trays every single day. Tray is like your three square meals a day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he a lot of these participants had a lot of money on their on their on their card, card okay uh, for commissary so yeah. like he could uh, i was very surprised how much real world shit you can buy like yeah. at a little kiosk yeah um they were even giving you um you ipad things tablets huh. to listen to music and make phone calls and stuff like, oh that's good if you have money you can like kind of live the okay. prison system is very fucked it's, up it's, in this it's, country it's very so. strange what's going on so i'm glad two, they ha- at least have ipods i guess i don't know it, oh it's it's, it's, it's such it's murky up in, waters in so many ways okay so so then i'm watching these two seasons and honestly i'm having a blast jefferson uh i cannot believe jail. you watched two I, and I'm a half i'm telling seasons. you after the second season which was a little rougher than the first i was still like I'm gonna. I I would like to participate in this show. I I I want to do in there, this Nick. in some way. I I'll think go to it would Cancun. Be good. Um. So then season three rolls around. Yeah. Which I start watching yesterday. Yeah. They decide they're going to move jails and they're not going to be in uh, Clark County Jail anymore. No more in Indiana. Ricky. So they decide to go to Fult uh Fulton Jail uh-huh. in Atlanta. Oof. I don't want 
to go to this jail. <laughs> this jail is scary and yeah. it's not the same jail. Wow. Um, what I realized is they picked a jail that is like in, I would imagine, sorry for my people from Jeffersonville or wherever this place was. It's a little podunk. Yeah. Um, it was a little, you know, small. It yeah. was like a lot of drug addict people in there. In this second one, immediately, they're like, uh, most third of our, one. in this third season yeah. in Atlanta, immediately they were like, most of the people in this jail are, are Bloods or Crips. And then the whole oh, show no. is different now. Wow. They were like, I guess they were like, we're going to, we want to up this. We have a hit on our hands. We're going to make this more exciting. We are going to put these people in here. And it's just, it seems like a prison. It doesn't, it's not quaint like Clark County Jail was. You don't get. You have to stay in your cells for the most time. Like, Clark County Jail, like, no one checked on you. Like, it was like you were in a day camp mm. all day long in, like, the church basement. Yeah. And playing cards. Like and after like, school. And, like, the, the one person, there was, like, two guards for every pod. Like, they check on you once, and then it's like they would leave, and they're like, okay, let's do every single thing we could possibly do right. in these walls right now. This one is so more, way more structured and, like, super intense super intense now i'm halfway through guys are thriving they're still doing it wow this is what the most interesting thing when you are in jail for a few weeks and even if you're a participant in this thing you become an inmate these guys you mean mentally mentally yeah these guys start becoming who they're playing and Mm. start really like it's a whole thing, and and when you watch these shows and you see wow. them, come, the after show, they need therapy, a little bit of therapy, and they're a little skittish coming out. And yeah, it, and it's interesting because it doesn't really because they 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 God, and you know they're not getting paid that much to do this. No, no, probably not. They're no. probably getting like ten thousand dollars for two months. Um, but what's interesting is there's that question of you know like are these people like this? Does jail do this to you or is this what people who go to jail are like? Well, the human brain is so impressionable that it's like you really become your environment. A lot of these people start to believe that they're one of the inmates. Wow. I mean, two months that a lot of these. And you want to go. The first couple. I want to (laughs) go. They ever go back to Clark County. I realize the fourth season they're still in Atlanta. So they must have seen some success there. But uh, no, I I don't want to go to a big city jail. Now, I don't want to go to I don't want to go to Rikers. When we, you know, God no. When, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to you know. I would go to like Podunk Jail somewhere and pretend like I was a meth head or something and and try to like beat guy guys in chess there. and stuff. And one guy was in there for running a stop sign. Right. It and was, he had like a it was like an old warrant out for his arrest or yeah. something. Now when we were watching the first uh, season, there was a guy who came across like one of their participants he came across in the debriefing episode as if he was a plant like he was like asking Robert, the police officer he was, he was goofing around he, yeah he was like what kind of channels do we get on the yeah. television okay. so and- there's a couple interesting things about the season one cast number one you got robert robert eventually he people are threatening to beat up robert behind his back he's starting to sense it he tr- he try they they start accusing him of being a cop because here's another thing in this show they realize that they they're telling all these uh you know inmates non-participants that uh they're doing a documentary on it but it's getting everybody suspicious because all they have to do is stand around and look at each other and talk shit yeah like high school and so they start 
it's going like this guy doesn't seem right something's off something's off and so they question the story they start poking holes in the story robert was the guy with the stop sign robert so they okay. were like he was like yeah i got pulled over i ran a stop sign in 65 and they told me that uh i had a warrant for my arrest and it was like all of a sudden like guys start looking around they go 65 65 has no stop signs and then it's just like they start looking at one another and they start thinking that he is a cop yeah and then so when he starts feeling like people think he's a cop he takes his towel and he puts it over one of the cameras one of the cameras that they installed in the prison which is an automatic 23 days in isolation which is you know and so he gets taken out because they have to you know the guards don't know that he's a participant eventually the guy who does know comes and talks to him and says, Hey, listen, you did this. And I understand why you did this. Cause you were scared, but I got to treat you like everybody else. or they're going to know you're going to ruin the program. So yeah. you can, you either have to leave here now and, and not do this, or you got to go in the hole. And he's like, I'll go in the hole. <gasps> and so he stays there in 23 days and he like thrives. He loves being by himself. They hated him Ugh. because they were like, he was not taking it seriously. And then when they were like, okay, 23 days is up you're legally cleared to go. You have to go back. Yeah. He says that he's constipated and he needs to go to the hospital. And then he goes to the hospital and gets released. Like, but he would never admit that he was too afraid to go back in. So he just spent 23 days in solitary for what reason? Right. Because he put, Oh, but if he's not going to go back, he had thought that he could stay there for the duration of the two months. And when he found out that he could not, they think he faked it. He looked like he faked it. Oh, um, so yeah, there. But when you go back and you read about the cast, a lot of these people were like guys that were people already on reality TV shows. That guy had already been oh. on like some TLC. I, I'm a time he waster. Had a little too much finesse. To yeah, him. Zach had already been on a show. The Wait, guy, the uh, Marine, who oh, thrived really? in there. He was already on a show. His wife was was also on a show. His wife, because she was so into this thing and they liked their story so much participated in season two she went in uh-uh. to the jail zach's wife zach's wife oh my god zach's we gotta wi- get zach's, them on the pod zach's wife has a lot harder time Uh-oh. in there why because she's just doesn't she was not a marine she right. wasn't you know what she had never done anything like this before she ju- she had a four-month-old baby at home no don't leave yes. your baby yep. four mm-hmm. months oh, yes and you're then, gonna miss the first two months and there hit her whole storyline year one of her big storylines where they were fighting over the phone zach and her were having marital problems so it gets a lot more reality tv ish mm. uh, i read up on it she does not participate in any of these things anymore because they she they she did not like how her storyline with her husband was edited and that apparently it was only like a two day long fight that they made look like it was the entire stay that they were there. Mm. So when I learned that, I also learned that they had already been on like reality shows before gotcha. and stuff like that. So what? Ha- OK, last question for mm-hmm. what happened to who? But there was a little tiny housewife who went on in the first season who was like, I'm going to prison because I think that these inmates should not be getting food and, and health care when me and my husband don't have health care. And she had like a big chip on her shoulder right. and was trying to Barbara. make a social statement. What happened to her? Thrived. Really? Thrive. That tiny little thing? They loved her. That wisp of a woman. Here is why <laughs> Clark County Jail, the female pot, I would love to hang out in. These girls are a lot of fun. Yeah. They're a family. Okay. They stick together. Yes, yeah, sometimes they have problems with one another. Sure, a lot of them are addicted to drugs, all that stuff. But most of them, like 18 out of 19 women, <coughs> excuse me, were mothers. Yeah. They all bonded over that stuff. Plus, there were 60 men in the same size pod as the 20 women wow. in the female pod. 
Everybody had their own room. It's too many men. But I mean, like, they would stay up all night and torture them because they had nothing to do. They were, like, partying at night and stuff. And and there were, like, there were, season two got a little crazier in the old F-pod in Clark County. What and, do you mean? Um, it's just, there were, what the thing is, there are constantly new people leaving, new people uh, coming in. So with every shift of person, it shifts the dynamic and okay. the thing. Yeah. A couple rougher uh, uh, ladies showed up season two and kind of started really partying with drugs and kind of, a lot of, you could tell a lot of these women were like coming down off of drugs a lot and irritable. Mm, mm. So there were a little bit more physical stuff going on. Okay. But that now, first season, I mean, these women, uh, and so what was interesting, so Barbara, the one you speak of, this housewife, yeah. what happened, and this happens in every season so far, because there was there were three participants in the female pod in the first season. Yeah. They all did not know one another and didn't know. About halfway through, Barbara and Tammy, another one who was a cop, they both figured it out. Tammy figured it out that Barbara was like, she didn't belong here. She said she has she's got two months like me. It just made and then they kind of talked to one another and boom, they figured it out. And so now when that happens in this show, dynamic completely change. Because now you have a person there. You got a buddy. You have a buddy. Somebody who's got your back. You're not alone anymore. And that changes everything in the thing. Now, in each season so far, the the women have sussed each other out. Hmm. In each season so far, none of the men have figured each other out. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. And there are more what? men participating than Why than women. is that? Are women just more intuitive? Yes. And are they more um, observant? They're also speaking to each other, asking each other about their lives. In in oh. the men pod, they're just talking about what's around them, why they're in there, and bullshit. None of them ask too many questions. None of them reveal too much about themselves because that is signs of weakness. And you might start getting interesting. You, you start you might you might start getting in trouble. So they it's very surface in the men pod. Sometimes you're you're bunky. Yeah. They start talking to one another. They start really getting into it. Like at night a little bit, you get that. But I mean, when you're just chilling, you know, eating food or whatever, no one seems to be like talking about their lives in the jail pod, in the men's pods of the jails. Now, what did you, what have you walked away with? Like, what are your, what's your overall impression of the prison system, human behavior? Are there any big um, observations you've drawn from besides that it's entertaining? Um, I just, (laughs) (laughs) no, (laughs) no, no, uh, it's the prison, the, the jail system. This is not prison. This is jail. Jail. Excuse me. Seems really, um, really fucked up, but also I'm not seeing in these jails. I mean, there's, they, they know there's cameras there. So like, I'm not seeing anybody getting abused like by, I'm seeing a lot of bullshit like from the from the guards who are like not as attentive. But I mean that's just worky bullshit. People are just not doing their jobs well. Um I'm just noticing that like uh that if you just got it's mostly preparing to go to jail stuff. I could now if I had to go to jail tomorrow. Oh my god. I am now 110% more prepared to go to jail than I was before you left for Cancun. <laughs> I am. I am. What I've watched. I come back to I watched a lot of episodes of this show in the past week, and I'm telling you, I I could thrive in a women's pod, and I I would survive the men's pod. Wow. So that's it, guys. I'm proud of you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I talked for 
40 minutes about what it would be like to go to jail. Oh, my God. Well, we also started watching the uh, the newest season of The Great British Bake Off, but we only watched one episode, yeah. so we're going to wait until we're, we're we've crush watched that. a few more episodes to talk about it. But it's it just got released, um, so you guys you PBS, should watch guys. it. Yeah, you should watch it, too, and then we can discuss it because you know we're big uh, Bake Off heads. And a lot of people don't know this. I was talking to a friend of mine who had thought that The Great British Baking Show was a Netflix show. No, it is a PBS show. Well, it's a BBC show. It's a BBC show that that airs in America on PBS. And if you have like the PBS app or whatever, you know, which you should on Roku or Apple TV or even on the internet, you could watch the full season. I think it's season five. We're going to crush that thing yeah, this week. I can't We're going to most likely that'll be with the bulk of next week's episode. And, you know, so it's going to get a little it's going to get a little lighter next week. I'm going to be doing next week's episode by myself cuz uh, Nick's going to be in jail and yeah, I've uh, got um, a big <laughs> torch to carry. Yeah. I'm going to be bringing them baked goods, smuggling in little um fingernail files so that he can trade them. No, I'm not going to need files. I don't want to bring I don't want to bring weapons into my ecosystem, but it would be really great if you could just put a lot of money on my card so okay. I can just have a lot of honey buns to to sell as currency possibly for protection from the pod boss possibly just to get you know i don't know somebody's uh b and g tomorrow you know b and g biscuits and gravy in the morning oh possibly. my god oh you here's guys. something fucked up in this in, in this atlanta jail and it didn't i don't know if they were doing it in the clark county jail in indiana they served them breakfast at 2 a.m they excuse they, me lights off at nine they they check them at 11 again they do a head count at 2 a.m they wake them up to eat breakfast and then they have to get up at six what isn't that fucked up that's so fucked up what, what it seems what seems to be happening on these shows is a lot of sleep deprivation that's nobody awful. gets sleep and, it, and i'm curious if they do this to just keep people miserable weaker than they uh, would normally be by not letting them get full sleep and have energy to just wow. keep them beaten down. That is one thing that I did notice. That I'll, I'll keep horrible. reporting back because uh, I'm going to watch all of these seasons. Can you sleep through breakfast? I think or you can, but like you? they, I, no, I think you can. I think you, and I think if you don't get up in time, they won't give it to you. You know, it's the, sort of that. But anyway, guys, this was a really fun episode. <laughs> Welcome back for me. Hey, this is reality TV, baby. This is the real world. All right. Okay. um so next week or this week so this is coming out on monday tuesday is the season premiere of final reckoning so we'll have that recap for you wednesday morning for sure um i i mean ashley and i start our our little summer job so i mean everything has got to be done at night so yeah we should have we should have that thing out for you on tuesday night yeah that's the plan uh so uh with that guys that was the show thank you for letting us blab to you about what we did while ashley was enjoying herself without me (laughs) uh you guys is the best we'll talk to you next time bye